Welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk, ICRT's uh, sort of weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan. I'm Keith Manconi. And as promised in the last edition of the show, though a little bit later than I was hoping, uh, here is another podcast bonus episode from The Morning Show with Terry Engel. Once again, just to explain, Taiwan Talk is currently on a bit of a hiatus, sort of, sort of, kind of indefinitely. But for now, uh, I've got a bit of a backlog of morning show interviews. Uh, that is, interviews that we recorded live on air, uh, hosted by myself along with Terry Engel. Uh, you know, we did these over the last couple of years or so from time to time. Uh, and I've been trying to toss as many as possible onto the podcast feed so you can catch them online. So this is me doing that. Uh, we're just going to roll straight on into the program now. Uh, this is a little segment that we did on Taiwan's infamous pollution problem. You know, of course, we all know that pollution is an issue here in Taiwan. But it's kind of like the same way that we know trans fat is bad for us. Or like the, the, the plastic leaking into our water from our water bottles is bad for us, I guess. I don't know. People keep telling me. But, you know, in all these problems, like, is this like a bus running me over bad? Or is this eating the second plate of nachos bad? What, what is the scale here? And anyway, what can actually be done about the problem? It's, it's one thing to freak out about something. It's another to actually know what to do about it, to respond in a constructive way. So, Terry and I, we rounded up a bunch of smart guys to help us sort through all of that. And that's exactly what we did back on the morning of Tuesday, January 10th, 2017 at 10 a.m. So we're going to take you to that live broadcast right now. Here is the morning show with Terry Engel. ICRT FM 100, nine minutes after 10 as uh, we uh, just had to listen to Bon Jovi. We wanted dinner live. We uh, invite, first of all, Keith back to the program. Keith's here for a very specific reason today. Keith, uh, I'm sure I'm sure we haven't forgot you yet. I, I would hope not. Only I would hope gone, not. Only been gone a few days. But uh, you're all back here. You know, you're back here because you wanted to be involved in uh, this next segment. Um, before uh, you had left, you had actually said to me, uh, Terry, you know, you're leaving on the 13th is your last show. Mm -hmm. And you said, Terry, is there anything that you want to do before you left? Is there any is there any interview? Is there any uh, segment? Is there any extended interviews as we we did for uh, quite a while there on Wednesdays? And I said, Keith, here's the one I want to do. And this is where we're at right now. And this uh, it's a, it's about the air pollution here in Taiwan. Yeah. No, any, anybody who listens to the show knows, of course, this is a, uh, you know, if if Terry has one bone to pick with Taiwan, this is it. Well, this is something that I go through a lot of mornings, mm -hmm. you know, I go through a lot of mornings. And I think one of the most frustrating aspects of it for me has always been um, how readily people are uh, willing to dismiss it as a Taiwan problem and immediately uh, kind of just say, well, uh, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, there's, uh, you know, the pollution comes from China and the rest of the pollution is uh, coming from factories and there's just absolutely nothing we can do about it. It's like it. a typhoon, a force of nature. Yeah, no, exactly. It just that's, washes up on the shore. That seems to be the attitude that, that 
is taken here in Taiwan. Uh, it's, it's just very fatalistic. Well, there's nothing we can do, so I guess this is just how we have to live. And they, you know, people go about wearing their, uh, you know, their uh, their masks mm-hmm. and think that they're, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, with impunity, uh, walk mm-hmm. around uh, with impunity because we've got a mask on and we ride a scooter and we've got uh, a little cloth mask on and, and, and so so everything's okay. And this was the segment that I wanted to uh, impress my last dish effort before uh, the morning show kind of goes by the wayside in this form with, uh, with uh, myself as the host as really trying to impress to people not only what the danger is, mm-hmm. but how serious the danger is. And then finally today, uh, we'll talk about how we as uh, uh, citizens of Taiwan or residents of Taiwan, what we can do about it, no exactly. matter how small the step. Exactly. So uh, as everybody just heard there, that gives you a taste of the long-running rant, yeah. <laughs> years-long rant that Terry's been having. I've been taking part in it occasionally. That's right. Uh, but today we're going to move that ramp. We're going to up our ramp, our rant game we're even gonna, a little bit further. We're up the rant ramp here. Exactly. Because we have people who actually know what they're talking about on the show today. That's right. It's not just going to be us shaking our fists at the wind. Uh, we have people that will give us numbers and statistics and actual knowledge. Actual knowledge here. For what the shape of this problem is and what can be done about it. Before we get to those fine folks, though, I just want to kind of play my news guy role just a little bit okay. and uh, get our listeners up to date on what the government is up to in recent years. There was actually a report released by the Environmental Protection Administration last year that was looking at the pollution levels all around Taiwan. And according to this report, what they found is that Taidong is the only municipality in Taiwan to meet even the minimum air quality standards. And what that means is that every other municipality in Taiwan. So if, you're, if your name isn't Taidong, we're talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is on the hook uh, to improve their air quality this year. And this is a policy that went into effect on the 1st of January. So we are in the midst of this policy right now. Right. So what better time to look at this issue than a time when uh, supposedly we're all supposed to be cleaning up our acts together? Yes, quite literally cleaning up the act. Exactly. So that's the context for all this. But like I said, we do have folks in the room that know just a little bit more than we do about all this. So uh, let's introduce one of them right now. Uh, first up, we're going to be talking to Dr. Da Chun Su. He is an attending physician and clinical associate professor at the Department of Internal Medicine at National Taiwan University Hospital. And a lot of his work has been looking at, you know, what exactly are the health consequences of all this pollution that's in the atmosphere? How much is this really impacting the lives of the people of Taiwan? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dr. Su, glad to have you on the show. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm very happy to hear, and uh, I I want to share some uh, experience during my uh, the working uh, during uh, the last ten years. Excellent. Mm. Well, we, we we certainly thank you for taking the time to come here today, and maybe we'll begin here. We'll try and begin easily. I know that this is going to be a big question. Yeah. Okay, but we'll see if we can we can kind of uh, hone it down to an easy answer. I think we'll just begin simply with w- what are the causes of pollution here in Taiwan? What what is the makeup of the pollution that we see in the air here in Taiwan? 
Yeah, that is a big issue. <laughs> no, I realize that, that that's, that's a big question. But maybe maybe if there's a way to so kind Taiwan of, pollution, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe if there's a way that you can kind of break that down okay, for us, the causes, or or uh, a I, way for us to think about it a little bit more simply. Okay, uh, from the source of the pollution, maybe I I think uh, uh, about seventy to eighty percent. Uh, of the air pollution is coming mm-hmm. from the domestic source, mm-hmm. and uh, just only twenty to thirty percent coming from the outside country. Right, and this is uh, uh, from the source. However, uh, you know the our uh, interest that is uh, which kind of the pollution, and and uh, which kind of the the source. Uh, the in Taiwan, I think it may be sixty percent of the air pollution is coming from the factory and the industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about about uh, maybe 28% uh, the air pollution is coming from the transportation. Right. And uh, the the family or the uh, residential, uh, maybe another uh, uh, 15% of the air pollution. Right. So if I can just understand what you're saying here, Basically, if we're thinking about it in terms of a, a, a four-tiered situation, we yeah. have outside influences, we have industrial influences, yes. we have then what you uh, you said transportation. We could maybe refer to that as a community yeah. level, yeah. and then the residential level. Yeah. Just so we can we can kind of be clear about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think the, in in Taiwan. Uh, most people that they are always uh, talking about the air pollution is uh, coming from the the vehicle, uh, the transportation, mm-hmm. uh, such the diesel or something. Uh, this kind of pollution. Uh, however, this kind of pollution is uh, may uh, contribute to the community pollution. And uh, another is uh, coming from the, such as the temple right. or the the cooking. And the heating in the family. And the burning of ghost money, things like this, does that contribute as well? Are these yeah, community yeah, this issues? Yeah, community pollution is a very important uh, pollution. It's not the only the transportation. Yeah, right. And uh, another, I think the, the pollution may uh, depends on the area. In Taipei, uh, the transportation maybe is important. Mm-hmm. However, in the, in the central Taiwan or the, in the uh, southern Taiwan, uh, the factory and the industry uh, source maybe uh, accounts most of the pollution. Right. So, so throughout the island, this is it's going to fluctuate. It's going to be different percentages as to to, to what it is. It's, uh, inc- uh, the, dis- the distribution is inequality. Right. The, the, dis- <laughs> the air quality distribution. Yeah, of course. Um, so let let me just kind of ask you this: um, At what level do you think we can do something about this? We talked before you you came here on the program. We talked about the industrial pollution, which is a, a big problem here. Yeah. Um, but this is very difficult for me to go and change that for 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 yeah. me personally to, to to walk out of my door every morning and attempt to change that. Is the, is there anything we can do at any one of these levels? Like what what are we what are we looking at in terms of um, how effective we we could be? And I'm not looking for solutions just yet, but I guess I'm just trying to get an idea as to which which level should we be talking about here today? Yes. So uh, for this, uh, uh, the, the 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 question we are we are asking that, uh, what your personalized airspace is good or not? Mm-hmm. So what is the personal airspace? 
that in in your house. That you are because most of people and most of the time they stay in in house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, if the the air quality in your house or in your workplace is not good, so in in that condition you are. Uh, uh, exposure to a uh, uh, pollution status. Right. So we've got to look at our immediate surroundings. Yes. First, or or not first, but as importantly as as anything else, as trying to uh, change the industrial pollution, we've got to look at this as well. This is also our responsibility. Okay. Good. Uh, doctor, let me let me let's just move to some of the consequences now, um, because we'll talk more about this uh, as the as the show unfolds. But we'll begin uh, with maybe asking you. Uh, Obviously, I think we know that there are adverse health effects, but maybe you can kind of expand on that a little bit. Okay. Uh, in in, in uh, past 10 years, uh, my research always on the cardiovascular health effect mm-hmm. uh, from the air pollution. So uh, we have demonstrated uh, uh, in young uh, college students, and we found that the, uh, the NO, uh, uh, SO2 or the ozone, uh, may be very important uh, for the toxicity in the Taipei uh, area. And another, we uh, focus on the the susceptible uh, the the population, such as the you have the hypertension, you have the diabetes, you have the the cardiovascular risk factors, and this kind of patient we found, uh, including the NOx or the PM two point five and PM ten, uh, are very important in the cardiovascular effect. Mm-hmm. However, in Taiwan, I think uh, in the whole in the uh, the picture of the the worldwide uh, is about eighty percent of the cardiovascular uh, uh, the the effect is coming from the air pollution. Wow! Wow! Uh, it means that uh, uh, the air pollution or the the healthy effect is eighty uh, percent. Is for the cardiovascular disease, and twenty percent uh, cause the lung disease or the cancer. Wow! So does that mean just to maybe help our, our our listeners understand what those statistics mean? Does that mean if the air pollution was zero, we would see eighty percent lower rate of these diseases that you're talking about? I mean that uh, uh, because the the major health effect of the air pollution uh, is uh, on the cardiovascular disease. Uh, even uh, in the uh, long uh, uh, cohort study in the uh, United States or the, in Europe, the the major effect is the cardiovascular disease, uh, including the cardiovascular death or the cardiopulmonary death or the all-cause mortality. Uh, every uh, 10 uh, ppm increase of the, the air pollution, uh, the PM 2.5 or PM 10, uh, the, the risk of the mortality or increase about 10% to 15%. Jeez. Jeez, that's absolutely just shocking. And that fluctuates in just a day or two. I mean, like, one day you'll have it at 70, one day you'll have it at 150. So that just shows that in the long term that really has real health consequences. Real health consequences. Okay. Uh, Well, we're going to have to stop you just there for a moment, uh, Doctor, as we take ourselves uh, a little bit of a break. But uh, we'll continue this conversation in a moment. Today we're talking a little bit about... uh, 
well, air pollution and you and exactly what the what the effects, what the real effects are, not just not just what we might see on the front of the newspaper or or what's, uh, you know, some sort of numbers that are made up, uh, what those numbers mean and what the real consequences are. Not just are what here. Terry is ranting about this morning. Exactly. Not just not just my hot air, not just my <laughs> air pollution, but I mean, uh, the actual uh, real consequences, what they mean to you. So we'll take a short break and we'll be back in just a moment. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, friends. Good morning, everybody. Let's get back to the morning show with Terry. Good morning. Right here on ICRT. What a morning. 1025, we return to the morning show with Terry here. Uh, Keith is joining us, as is uh, Dr. Shu. And, Doctor, uh, let me just uh, conclude what we were just talking about by asking maybe a little bit of a of a real life question here. Hey doc, I got a Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking for free medical advice, but um you know, I've I've had uh, uh runny noses at times. I get uh, dizzy at times. You know what? I had a I don't even know if I should be talking about my medical conditions on air here, but <laughs> Well, you do every other day, so. You, you know, you know I had I had a sneezing fits so bad that I developed a hernia. It, are these the type of things that can be attributed to the air pollution? <laughs> can, 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 can we say I, I that? I think, you know, the air pollution is uh, uh, another important that is a uh, pulmonary disease mm-hmm. and, uh, the, you know, the allergic disease, yeah. such as the sneezing. Uh, somebody, they experience the morning sneezing. And yeah. uh, 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 this kind of uh, allergy maybe is uh, coming from the air pollution. It's very common as well, I it's would very, imagine, very in Taiwan. And, uh, not only the, the COVID, but only uh, uh, many uh, is coming from the air pollution in your, in your house. Yeah, great. All right, thanks. Uh, thanks, doctor. We'll get back <laughs> to you. Good consultation. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back to you uh, in just a moment here. But um, let's, uh, let's switch gears just a little bit and start looking more towards the solutions. Uh, you kind of already hinted at this a little bit, but there are uh, a lot of folks out there that are putting forward their ideas for what we as individuals could do to address some of these uh, pollution issues. Uh, I'm gonna. We have on the line right now one guy who's been thinking about that for a number of years here on Taiwan. I've actually spoken to him before, uh, before on Taiwan Talks. So I thought it would be great to bring him into the mix right now. Uh, we're talking here about uh, David Edward Lane. He is with the Taiwan Electric Vehicle Association, and what they're trying to do is promote the use of electric vehicles here in Taiwan. So I'm kind of curious to hear his thoughts on how much that could really do to address some of the issues that we're talking about here. So, uh, David, good morning to you. Yeah, hi, Keith. Good morning. So, uh, yeah, let's. how about you start our conversation on stuff that could be done? So what are, from your perspective as uh, the guy who thinks a lot about electric vehicles, what's some of the stuff that could be done? Okay, um, well, let me first state um, that it's, it's a pleasure to be on the show, especially with Dr. Dr. Sue, who's doing a lot of very, very valuable research um, that's informing this matter tremendously. Um, what, what people can be doing, uh, first off, uh, I, think it, I think it's very important to cease to blame China for, for the uh, pollution problem that we have in Taiwan. As Dr. Sue has said, 70-80% of the pollution that we encounter in Taiwan is from domestic sources. Um, now, there, you know, the, the, the vehicle pollution problem, even though it may, not, um, it may not account for the vast majority of the uh, total pollution levels in Taiwan, 
there's something that is very key here, and that's proximity. When you're talking about pollution from a uh, coal-fired power plant or a factory, these are typically located uh, at a distance um, away from where people are living or from urban centers. Um, and when it comes to the pollution that we're exposed to outdoors, very typically in, in Taipei, um, certainly in Taipei, it's really vehicles that are right under our noses and that we're getting the, the, the greatest dose, the greatest concentration of, um, of key pollutants uh, from that are affecting our health. Um, things that people can be doing, I, you know, obviously electric vehicles, we're not, Taiwan Electric Vehicle Association is, is not a business, it's an advocacy group. So we're all about raising awareness uh, about pollution and the benefits of renewable energy, clean energy, and electric vehicles. Certainly electric vehicles for an urban setting would be one of the top things people could be doing to, uh, to, to reduce uh, pollution in, in Taiwan. Um, and when we're talking about vehicles in Taiwan, the, the ones that are affecting us the most are certainly the scooters, followed by the large diesel vehicles. Cars are actually, in comparison to the those two, are, are relatively low in terms of their output of certain key pollutants compared to, electric, uh, compared to scooters uh, and uh, large diesel vehicles. So um, Taiwan is pretty much a two-wheel uh, society. You know, most people are in scooters. We have 14 million scooters in Taiwan. And uh, that's where you stand to make the greatest difference. David, I'm just going to jump in here for a second because you make a, yeah. you, make, you make a great point, which is when we're talking about uh, things that we can do in the community, uh, cars has got to be up there at, at the at the top of the list of things that that, that we can actually change sort of immediately. You know, they, we're not talking about having to necessarily change policy or necessarily change laws. We're talking about these are choices that we can make. Um, this is one of the choices we can make. Um, and you make a good point that, yeah, you're right, right in the city, in the urban centers, um, you know, monitoring, uh, using the same monitoring stations right at street level, I'm sure, would produce some shocking results. Uh, whereas, yeah, you're right, coal-burning plants, uh, whether or not they're affecting the city uh, probably depends on the wind that day as much as anything else. So uh, you, you, you raise a very couple very important issues. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's really important. Wind direction, meteorology, these weather factors uh, do play a huge role in what happens with, with uh, pollution and our exposure to it. However, the one constant is that we are pumping this stuff out, out of our vehicles and, and other sources, uh, you know, regularly, daily. So even though we can't predict what's going to be happening uh, with the weather, it's entirely predictable what's happening with our emission sources. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we have to focus on. So let's not focus on the weather. Let's not focus on China. These these will only delay the changes that need to happen. Uh, it's a it's a great uh, you know sort of misnomer to uh, you know, scapegoat China or and and uh, 
and blame the weather well, yeah, and yeah. If it were what weather. Yeah, you're exactly right. Thanks, thanks, David. Um, and we're going to bring in uh, our next guest here as well. And if I can kind of just lay a little bit of a, a, a story here in all of my daily morning uh, rants, our next guest uh, kind of contacted me on on Facebook and said, "Terry, geez, I'm getting sick of hearing you talk about the <laughs> the, the, the pollution. I think you need to know what you're talking about a little more." And uh, what he did was he went and I talked about this on the air. What he did was he actually sent me a personal air quality monitor mm. is what he did. And he said, Which well, one? Which uh, one did he send you? Uh, 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 well, I'm, I'm getting to that. I'll, I'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> and uh, so uh, so he said this to me, and um, I, you know, I, w- I was shocked. And he said the same thing that the doctor said, which was, you know what? It's not just the, the, the air that's bad out there. It's not just the, the factories. You know, right here, right in, in, in your very office, you're going you're gonna to see the, the, how bad the air quality is here. So uh, we'd like to uh, uh, introduce uh, Sean Bettinson here as our next uh, guest, who is? He is a director at Origins Air Taiwan, uh, which uh, their big thing, as you just alluded to, is uh, selling these little air monitors that you can bring with you wherever you want to go, measure the air quality wherever you might be, and uh, kind of as we've been alluding to so far, uh, obviously really important, you know, we can say that factories are 60%, whatever, of the total air pollution out there, but what really matters is the air pollution around you right now, and that's what uh, these little guys are for. So, Sean, thanks for being here this morning. Thanks for having me on the show. And thanks for sending me the uh, the monitor as I'm, we're looking at it right now, the, the pollution level indoors, just, just to give people a reference as to how serious the problem is, just, just to talk about what the doctor said and what we're saying here, that the pollution in this studio right now, which which has air filtration to keep all of the equipment free of dust, this is a, a yeah. highly sort of sterile uh, environment that we're in, is currently uh, fluctuating between about 65 and 70 on the air quality index. That's indoors in a sterile environment. Uh that's just shocking. Yeah, I mean, as well, this monitor itself measures a few different things. It's mainly a PM2.5 monitor, and mm-hmm. it uses that uh, that reading to create a um, AQI index reading. Now, the one you've got clicked on there is the one in China, so it's it's slightly adjusted. Well, this so is you, this is the AQI US, the US one, right one there. Yeah, now the US one's gone up to like 135, which is pretty unhealthy. And then on the one I've got here, it says 42, and that's just the PM2.5 reading, which right. is already so the air quality in here is 145 as this is the aqi the u.s standard of of air quality yeah it's 145 in a sterile environment indoors exactly well i think i don't know whether it's maybe you or it's me the more we talk it seems to like spike a little bit no that's me that's me that's me that's it is closer to terry so to be fair no question that 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 is me yeah i don't know what you're talking about sterile environment (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i yeah there's no sterile environment whenever i'm uh whenever i'm thanks for finishing that joke um yeah you set them up i knock them out uh here we go so sean another reason why i wanted to uh bring you in here just when we talk about some of the solutions i mean uh, walking around with an air monitor is uh, is great for awareness. So that's sort of one aspect yeah. of it. Of, freaks of us out real here. good. It, it should freak you out. As like I said, yes, every time I talk, it goes up to 145. <laughs> but but um, but there's also some other things we can do. Maybe from a little bit more of a a, a grassroots uh, standpoint, if you will. 
um, you know, things that are happening in our community that people are rallying around. Maybe you can just speak quickly about some of the things that go on in Taiwan from the people who are concerned. There are a number of people in Taiwan that are concerned about air quality, are there not? Yes, there are. I mean, the, 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 we, I'm part of like a group in, uh, in, on Facebook, as lots of people like to be part of groups these days, about uh, air quality. Um, and we've just started in the last couple of months maybe getting together and discussing some ideas of what we can do. And then just a few days ago, I got approached by an organization called Air Clean Taiwan. Uh, they've got a, a rally in Taichung and in Kaohsiung. Uh, the one in Taichung is in the 19th of February. Uh, and we're, 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 they're currently trying to promote that, and they're looking for people like myself to get involved and, and, and anybody that really cares about air pollution, and I can't think of anybody who's living in Taiwan who wouldn't care about it. Or who shouldn't. Or who care. shouldn't care about it, exactly, um, is welcome to come along and join, make your voice heard. I think that's that's one of the important things. For, for us, as you say, the, uh, you know, pollution is in close proximity to where you are is is important. And... By having monitors like this, you can see what the situation is like in your house, start to understand what these numbers mean uh, from what the doctor has said about what those things are for your health. Every 10 points it goes up. There's a 15, 10 to 15% chance of getting lung disease there. So as you start to get these numbers you know, into your head and they scare you a bit more, I think hopefully it's going to get more people into action to do something. Sadly, maybe we're at the point where, where we need to scare people, where, it need, where, no. where there needs to be that... that uh, uh, fear factor in order for us to do anything about it. Yeah, maybe I was thinking like one idea is I could just stand at like one of the intersections and write the PM 2.5 reading on my chest and just open my shirt. You know, I mean that that could be that that would certainly scare us enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'd have the quite effect. It'd be uh, definitely interesting. Though. You're right. Okay, well guys, we're, uh, everybody here, we're we're going to take ourselves just another break, uh, and when we do come back, I'm going to pose the question to each one of you, uh, David, Dr. Sue, and uh, Sean, just about what you think the most effective solutions are, uh, because that's really what this program, this is where we want to eventuate. Um, it's one thing to know about what causes it, and it's one thing to know what the effects are, but I think really where we want to uh, conclude the program is, what can we do about this? What are the, Where do we see the most immediate effects, and how do we solve this long term? So, we'll take ourselves a, a very short break here. This is The Morning Show with Terry right here on ICRT. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, friends. Good morning, everybody. Let's get back to the morning show with Terry. Good morning. Right here on ICRT. Oh, what a morning. 10.41, and uh, as promised, we'll kind of move into what it is that we can do here. I mean, there, there, there are some things that we can do, some things we can't, some things we feel handcuffed doing, some things that may be effective, may not be effective. Uh, hopefully, some of our guests, Keith, will be able to address uh, some of those. And uh, David, if it's okay, we'll start with with you. Um, let me ask you. Um, I, I'm an electric vehicle owner, and um, I, I think I think the technology has. I, I own a Nissan Leaf, and um, uh, I, I think the technology has now reached the point where where electric vehicles can take over, especially with the Tesla movement and this. You know, they have a range of 400 kilometers. So, um, so, so, so what is it that Taiwan is going to have to do to be able to sort of change not just the thinking but the actual kind of environment and the lifestyle in order to get to an electric vehicle movement if that's part of the solution okay well electric vehicles are certainly part of part of the solution they are a major part of the solution in an urban environment um 
you know, Taiwan is actually world leading right now in the two wheel vehicle, electric vehicle sector with GoGoRo. Um, GoGoRo has done a phenomenal job uh, in bringing out a uh, uh, an electric scooter, which is um, which outperforms a typical 125 cc uh, gas uh, scooter. And um, yeah, you know, people in Taiwan don't seem to be aware of this, but you know, people in in Italy and and Sweden and France and the United States are lusting after uh, a GoGoRo scooter. They can't have them because Taiwan, uh, because GoGo has to outfit those uh, cities with uh, their their battery chip swapping network before the scooter enters those markets. So we have it very good right now in Taipei uh, with with GoGo. And in terms of um, you know, pollution from scooters versus cars, we're getting a, a lot more pollution from the scooters. So how do we go ahead and, 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 and kind of convince people that electric vehicles and, and or electric scooters is, is the way to move forward? Um, we're doing a, to be honest, we're doing a very good thing by rate. Okay, uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, we're doing a very good thing now by raising awareness about the uh, the impact, the health impact. And, of course, there's the climate change impact, which is pretty massive as well um but you know just just seeing people using these these vehicles um you know we've got a lot of young hipsters um riding around taipei on their gogoros and that's that's one of the you know best advertisements is just seeing these things in action but soon we will have the tesla model 3 well arriving at the end of this year or just tipping into 2018 which is supposed to be a somewhat affordable, uh, pretty high-performance electric vehicle. However, in Taiwan, the way the government has things structured right now is Tesla is considered an import, and there are all kinds of fees and taxes and that, that, that increase the price of the Tesla to something way beyond what it would cost in the United States. So we need to work at lobbying uh, to get the kind of regulations that we need in place here that will make uh, Tesla a viable option, a much more viable option uh, for people when that Model 3 comes out. Because here in California, where I'm visiting family at the moment, a Tesla Model 3 could cost as little as $25,000 after rebates and subsidies that are in place here. So we need those sorts of programs firmly in place in Taiwan by the time the Model 3 comes out. And, of course, this should apply to all electric vehicles as well. Right, right. Excellent. Um, yeah, no, it seems seems strange to me that, uh, you know, places in, in China can uh, already kind of have complete electric vehicles as mm -hmm. far as scooters goes. Yet here in Taipei, we're still so far behind. We're so far from that 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 just seems like a completely ludicrous idea at this point. Well, part of that, too is some people have in their mind that these are wimpy vehicles. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, maybe you could attest to that. How's your how's your Nissan Leaf doing? Well, as I said, my my Nissan Leaf is every every bit of vehicle as any car vehicle. They even they even have features to make it more like a car like this sort of creeper function so that when you're when your foot is not on the gas it kind of just edges forward a little bit and you can increase or or take that 
that away, you know. Uh, so so they've made a lot of does improvements. It, does it come with a kitten on the dashboard so it'll purr for you as you... <laughs> well, believe it or not, they're thinking of putting in noises to, mm-hmm. to those vehicles because they're they, so quiet that people are getting hit by them. Taiwan is going to need that. I mean, people are yeah, already yeah. creeping up behind me on their gas scooters. If they're doing that on an electric <laughs> yeah, scooter... Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Sean, let's turn to you very quickly, if we can. Uh, just tell us about some of maybe, uh, again, reiterate for us, some of the grassroots movements that you're involved in. Uh, obviously, um, part of the solution may be to scare yourself with the monitors, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah, that's, that's one, one way, way to do yeah. it. But uh, maybe uh, tell us a little bit about some of the grassroots movements that happen in Taiwan and some of the groups uh, that people could get involved in. Well, I think if you, for myself, just as a as a uh, an international resident here, I just got online on Facebook and I just started typing in air pollution, and there was all kinds of groups that come up. I mean, if you if you get the Chinese translation for air pollution, Kongchi Uran, and then just stick that in, and you'll there was all kinds of Facebook groups and and things going on and protests that you'll find. Uh, I think it's great to join one of those. Maybe if you like with our little group that we've got, and um, we've managed to sort of cross over and get somebody else to one of these other groups, this uh, Air Clean Taiwan, to join with us. Um, and I think by working together and pulling all these groups together, we can create this this movement that's needed. Mm. All right. And let's, uh, well, we haven't heard from Dr. Sue in a little bit, so let's get ba- you back into the conversation. Uh, now that you've heard what the other guys have had to say about stuff that could be done in Taiwan, what would you want to add into the mix? Okay. Uh... I think it is a uh, time uh, to call for action uh, mm. for uh, everybody uh, to uh, look at your personal uh, airspace. I means that uh, you have to uh, 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 take in, uh, you have to take about uh, uh, the your uh, indoor air pollution and uh, your uh, workplace pollution. So this is uh, because most of people don't know because. Uh, uh, they, uh, uh, this area was uh, uh, not uh, being uh, monitored, or the and everybody uh, just living in your house, and uh, even uh, in the out, uh, uh, in the face of the uh, heavy uh, outdoor air pollution, they just uh, you living in your home and you uh, escape the air pollution. So nobody know. Uh, uh, I think very very few people understand that the, the indoor air pollution always two to five times the to compare to the outdoor air pollution. This is uh, from the uh, the the record from the uh, United States the EPA. Mm. So this this kind of issue, this kind of uh, reality is very important. And uh, during my and it's the products in our homes that are contributing to that, like the the plastics and the various cleaners and all that. Yes, and uh, I think the you ha- because uh, uh, in Taiwan uh, it's a very high temperature and a very high humidity, so the uh, the indoor air have to be cleaned every day, and so uh, you know uh, the you have to clean uh, and you have to uh, to uh, mop your your tables and your 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 grounds uh, every day, and it is very important issue that for uh, the the clean your 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 house. Another that is uh, uh, some kind of the the air cleaner maybe uh, have uh, some effect. Air filters, but right? It is uh, have to uh, locate in your uh, your nearby area. Yeah, right. And uh, 
I think the most important that is clean your house and uh, uh, prevent uh, to uh, buy uh, many items or many uh, furniture uh, in your house in your in your living room. It's very important. Yeah, no, you make you make a good point. That's that's the first. That's kind of the least we can do, right? That's that's the first step that we can take is just cleaning our our, our immediate environment. Uh, that's that really is kind of the least you can do. And then when we get outside. Uh, just in our immediate residential area or our community area, there there's some other things. I know in particular one study you did uh, yeah. regarding incense yes. and just talking about the dangers of, of okay. these sort of things. So uh, I during uh, uh, the past two years, and I have uh, uh, devoted some time to, uh, in, to study the incense burning and the health effect. And uh, we found uh, when you are just only a uh, three uh, filter of the the, the 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 incense burning in your house, mm-hmm. and the air quality maybe uh, deteriorated to uh, the PM two point five maybe higher than three hundred or four hundred. Jeez, yeah. Uh, so this is a uh, issue, and we found that. Uh, so I will uh, uh, to uh, 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 recommend that. Uh, uh, Stop the incense burning in your mm-hmm. house, and we found that the uh, the 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 most of the component of the incense burning, that is the uh, xylene, uh, benzene, and this kind of the VOC, uh, this kind of chemical. It is very toxic and very. Uh, it is a uh, a famous uh, carcinogen mm-hmm. uh, for for your health. So prevent the incense burning in your house in your home is very important, and. Uh, I also uh, monitor in you know the Longshan Temple uh, last mm-hmm. year, and this uh, monitoring uh, we found that the the Longshan Temple the the PM two point five maybe higher than uh, one thousand. Jeez, higher than a thousand yeah, inside 2.5. the temple. And compared to the Xintian Xintian uh, Temple, you know, mm-hmm. it is uh, stopped the incense burning uh, since two years ago. Yep. And com- after the comparison. Uh, the PN 2.5 in the Xintian uh, uh, temple is only 16. Wow. 16. And yeah. this another is over 1,000. So that's, it makes, it represents a huge difference. So again, I think maybe the biggest takeaway from that, uh, Keith, is, is similar to what everybody, or, or what we've kind of talked about here today, what everybody said, is I think, Although there are things we can't control, I mean, I think it's going to be very difficult for uh, Taiwan and the Taiwan government to instill policy to have China Steel or some of these other big companies, you know, the steel companies or the petrochemical companies to uh, stop doing what they do. I mean, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, I think the doctor had uh, talked about how much of the GDP some of these companies represent. And uh, the reality is not much is going to be done in the short term or in the in our immediate environment. And I think we have to, to get out and uh, be proactive in cleaning our immediate environment. That's, that's the best first and the least thing that we should do. Yeah, and... It- just to tie it all together, I mean, it's it, these monitors and, and, and all of this is, it, it's good to get a sense of where the real problems are coming from in your environment. Because, you know, if you, if you don't have that information, you might, you might miss the target a little bit. I mean, a, a lot of people are, are, are talking about things that, I, you know, not necessarily contributing as much as we might think that they are, like the pollution from China, etc. Like, it's good to know where the problem actually is. Yeah, exactly. And get out there and, uh, and fix our community. We all got to be here. Well, listen, let's 
thank everybody for being here. First of all, Dr. Shu, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to join us here today. Your your information is absolutely invaluable, as is your work and your research. So uh, we can only say thank you and uh, wish you luck in continuing your research. So thank you so much. Thank you to uh, to Terry and every uh, audience. Uh, I'm very happy. Excellent. And David uh, on the line <laughs> all the way from California, thank you so much for joining us as well. It's a pleasure. Anytime. And we certainly appreciate your uh, your invaluable input as well. And uh, Sean Bettinson, uh, thanks so much for coming uh, all the way up from Taichung, and uh, good luck with some of the movements. Uh, I know you, uh, you 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 know you're part of some of the uh, the more grassroots or the the guerrilla. Uh, marketing, if you will, of, of, of bad uh, well, I'm bad a big area. Guy, yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming on up here and uh, sharing with us here today. Yeah, thanks. If anybody wants any information about this stuff, just give us a shout. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, Keith, well, thanks for you. Coming all the way back. And co- coming out of retirement already. <laughs> you only retired a few days ago. You're already back. But, I heard uh, the call. But uh, thanks for all of that. So thanks to all our guests and uh, to you as well, Keith. News will be coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, check my Facebook, Terry ICRT. I'll let you know what the uh, theme for request is today in just a few moments. And we'll come back uh, with your music. Right That, once again, was The Morning Show with Terry Engel. I want to thank you all once again for listening to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. We were speaking there to Suda Chung who is, of course, a doctor at the National Taiwan University Hospital, Sean Bettinson, the director at Origins Air Taiwan, and David Edward Lane of the Taiwan Electric Vehicles Association. If you want to learn more about the association's work, you can check them out at their Facebook page. Just kind of enter Taiwan Electric Vehicle Association into your Facebook little searchy thing, and it'll get you right there. They have lots of interesting information on electric vehicles in Taiwan, uh, along with uh, pollution issues in Taiwan, even more than we could get to here today. So a lot of good stuff there. And again, a last little bit of housekeeping. Just want to implore our listeners out there, please do not delete Taiwan Talk from your podcast feed. You can still expect more interviews posted on the feed from time to time. We're just going to be tossing up uh, a few unpodcasted interviews that we have stored away in the vault whenever I have a chance to do so. So, you know, keep us around for a little bit more. We, we, we got some more stuff for you. But for now, uh, we are going to have to call it a day for Taiwan Talk and ICRT. And I guess Terry Engel. We can toss him in there, too. I am Keith Manconi. See you next time.